make a difference. Yeah, uh, make a difference. That's, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. You got to make a difference. If you're not making a difference in life, then what are you doing? Yeah. You are tuned in to the Central Texas Business Podcast. We are coming at you from the damn studio at Lake Belton Barbershop in Belton, Texas. We are here to share the stories of local, regional, and national business owners on their journey of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are excited to have you join us for today's episode. Let us dive into the show and unlock greatness. So, Davis, um, welcome to the show. Let's go ahead and start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, You know, what you're doing, kind of full-time, part-time, where you're from, and things like that. What you got? So, uh, was raised for the first part of my life in Weir, a little town outside of Georgetown. And uh, we moved into Round Rock shortly thereafter. Grew up there the rest of my life uh, from pretty much elementary school through high school. Um, started the career path of, uh, pro- I would say, public service more or less. Um, when I was about 15, I started as a uh, started the Explorer program at Liberty Hill Fire Department and uh, worked my way up, decided that I really liked medicine, uh, got my certification, uh, my EMT certification, the s- senior year of high school. Oh, wow. Just, just going into the senior year of high school. Yeah. And um, finished that up. Initially wanted to be a firefighter, decided that, man, medicine is a passion of mine. I okay. really wanted to do that. Okay. Got a scholarship into the next program, uh, the the advanced EMT course and then paramedic course. So obviously follow through with that, right? Yeah. Can't turn that down. Oh, for sure. And uh, finished that up, and immediately uh, following, I don't even think we were graduated yet. Doctor Ellsbecker, um, our medical director, Hydrolyse Medical Director, and uh, the founder of the company, uh, he's the one that started it up. He sent an email out to our school and was looking for employees. And he's like, "Hey, we're looking for up and coming medics." Uh, and there you were. And there I was. There I was like, were. dude, this is great. Uh, I was in a, in a job that I was ready to uh, get out of and, and uh, pursue different careers, especially as a paramedic. And mm. I was like, man, this is perfect. Get my foot in the door. And yeah. Let's rock it. Uh, so I hit him up and we had an interview at a local coffee shop. Uh, at the time, Hydrolief was not even running yet. It was just, uh, just an just, idea. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I was, I think I was 20. Not even old enough to go in the bars. <laughs> so, but you're taking uh, care which, of the guys, and we'll get there. But you're taking care of the guys exactly. that have gone. Exactly. Yeah. So that that was a little bit of a struggle initially in the in the beginning. Uh, I did more more or less pounding the payment, walking around, and out B12. But uh, yeah, he decided to give me some. Get, get, I guess put some faith towards me and uh, give me a job with Hydrolief. And that's kind of where my journey with them started. And yeah. That's kind of been my my biggest background. Um. So started working with them shortly thereafter. I got a job at Williamson County. Uh, so I work for Williamson County EMS as well. And, uh, here we are now. Yeah, man. So what is, you said that you basically gained a passion for medicine early on. Was there a high school teacher or what, what do you think kind of started that fire for you? So, um, the person that actually st- uh, started the fire was my aunt. Uh, she, was on the board, uh, the, the fire board in Liberty Hill. Okay. So she li- used to live in Liberty Hill 
And uh, she, I, I don't know exactly what started the passion of it. I don't know what exactly was like, hey, you know, this might be fun. Uh, but she wanted me to exp- explore it. And uh, no pun intended with the Explorer program. But uh, <laughs> she ended up uh, talking with, I guess, the, the fire chief that was there at the time and uh, seeing if there's positions open. Found, discovered there was, in fact. Um, she actually passed away the month before I started uh, at Liberty Hill. And uh, so, of course, I had to follow through that passion oh, of course. and uh, follow that dream. So she was definitely the definitely the reason uh, that I got started in all of this. And then I think uh, the, the the person that I looked up to uh, was my uncle, Uncle Carl. Uh, he's actually a paramedic. All right. And um, so I wanted to follow in his steps. I thought that what he did was so cool. And yeah, for sure. <laughs> he did all of it. He did all kinds of uh, stuff in public service. And, man, it was, I was like, man, that's awesome. I got to do something like that. Yeah. Serving other people. I mean, that's. Yeah. Being, you know, myself being a teacher, like it's, it, there's nothing like it being able to serve people and you enjoy doing it. And EMS, I'm, I'm sure you guys get to deal with a different side of the public than a lot of people see. Um, and I'm sure that is crazy at times. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's for sure. Um, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> right. So it's very interesting that you're talking about your aunt and your uncle. And I didn't really ask you this earlier, but how mentorship on that. And I know you said your aunt passed before Mm -hmm. and then talking about your aunt and uncle and then Dr. Ellsbecker Mm -hmm. too, and him seeing something in you, obviously that maybe some others didn't whenever you were 20 years old, but what is that like? What is it? I mean, being mentored, do you see it as being mentored or, I mean, what is your feeling on that? Uh, I definitely think that they, uh, especially my aunt certainly guided me and mentored me through my life. Um, she was a huge part of my life and, um, made me part of who I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave me some morals and beliefs to follow for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, entered Dr. Ellsbecker who really took me under his wing and showed me the ropes. And, uh, I mean, I have so much to thank for him. I mean, he's been incredible to me and in growing my career not only with hydrolief but just in life in general mm. um he's certainly provided me and is definitely somebody i look up to and, and a huge mentor for me yeah for sure so on uh you were talking about being an ems williamson county and being you know fairly young i mean you don't have to tell everybody how old you are but when you started <laughs> about 20 years old mm-hmm. but with that I'm sure you kind of understand some people's young passions of starting their own business and mm-hmm. starting to work, wanting to work for themselves. And we were discussing earlier how it's hard to pass up that Wilco, you know, retirement. So mm-hmm. you're still going to be working at least four more years sure. for them, yeah. but there's still that thing inside of you. That's, Hey, what makes you want to work for yourself? What's that? What's that look like? So great question. Um, I, like I said in the beginning, I have always had a passion for medicine, especially when I was younger. And it's only grown. I mean, it grows every day, it seems. And uh, wanting to work for the idea of working for myself or owning my own business has uh, always been a big idea in my head. I've always thought that was awesome. Hmm. Uh, I think the biggest goal for me is making a change. Hmm. And uh, they they say you die twice. It's when you physically die and when the last time that your name is said or last time you're thought about. Hmm. And I want to make sure that I don't die a second time. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to be remembered and uh, I want to be remembered for good. Yeah. And uh, so I want to make some kind of change in medicine. Uh, right now, the goal is to uh, improve preventative care. And that's uh, a huge goal for Hydrolief. And I think hopefully that's going to be a good 
uh, fuel to the fire, at least, and uh, provide that kind of leverage into uh, changing how medicine because right now we're very much reactive. Mm. Um, there's not a whole lot of preventative, preventative medicine. medicine. It's like, hey, um, you let's take diabetes, for instance. You know, you've been eating sugar, type 2 diabetes. You've been eating sugar and, and uh, all kinds of nasty junk food and all this. And now all of a sudden you have diabetes. Well, what caused it? Why? What was all that junk food? Right. Instead of sending them to the ER and getting them treated, giving them the insulin, let's try to prevent it ahead of time. Mm. See what we can do for that. Uh, so... The, there's a lot of companies, insurance companies, things like that, that don't necessarily prefer preventative care because that's not where the money's made. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to try and stray away from that. And I truly think that's, that's where medicine is headed yeah. right now. Well, and that's, that's an interesting thought process too, because right now we see that there's not a lot of money being made in that preventative care, but that open almost opens up a niche mm-hmm. for it. And if you're passionate about it and you're willing to take the risk, on your own to do that or with your company mm-hmm. then I feel like that's a great opportunity for people to be able to grow mm-hmm. in a business like yours or any, any other business who sees that, well, there's not much money being made, but is that because no one's in there or is it because the people who are in there aren't marketing it correctly or right. whatever? Um, so that's really, I mean, that's an interesting thought to yeah. just kind of chew on for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you were talking about preventative care mm-hmm. and so the, we can kind of talk a little bit about the genesis of Hydrolief and where that began, mm-hmm. because we know that, um, I, I, I would call it a party pack. <laughs> I know you guys in the EMS field would not call what you do a party pack. Sure. Um, but now we're not necessarily doing I mean, you guys definitely are doing the bachelor parties and the bachelor parties. It'll never go. That's your bread and butter. Yep. But is there like a phase two of Hydrolief? What I mean, I would say so. so Let's hear Um, it. So initially, so like I said, Dr. Ellsbecker is the one that started the company Mm. uh, back in 2016, and I think initially his idea was certainly uh, hangover cures, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we started. We're we're the cure for the hangover, right? And uh, that it was his idea spawned from a company in Las Vegas. That's where he did his residency. And, uh, obviously like that's a, it's a great idea. Austin needs it, right? It's a huge, huge city. Lots of people coming to it for bachelor, bachelorette parties, weddings, all that stuff. So obviously there's a need for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think he had, he clearly had an idea for wellness as well. Obviously that's a thing, right? I mean, he wouldn't have made those, the wellness packages that we have today, uh, had he not. And, uh, so he definitely saw a lot in that. Uh, when I came aboard, uh, I definitely wanted to pursue that a, a lot more. I think mm-hmm. that was uh, something that there was, there's something to that. And I still think right. there is. And, and it certainly seems as we grow, uh, and especially in Austin, there's a lot more people that are really looking for the wellness aspect of it. And right. Hydration, vitamins, uh, people who are deficient in B12, um, any people who get sick often, mm. uh, sometimes maybe they need an infusion, you know, a vitamin boost or uh, immune system boost. And right. these are things that we have the so I think I would say it's probably a phase two for Hydrolief. Um, I wouldn't say maybe not necessarily renaming the company, but oh, we're certainly sure. uh, working on rebranding part of it and, mm. and uh, turning it into not only just the hangover cure, but mm. a wellness infusion. Yeah. Well, the beauty of Hydrolief, it's Hydro Relief. Yeah. You know, you're using fluids to relief or yes. prevent yes. things yeah. from happening. Right. And, so the branding that Dr. Ellsberger did right off the bat nailed it. He nailed it. <laughs> yep. He nailed it right, sure out, did. right out the park. Um, so with that, we've got 
you know, there's a lot of directions we can go. And um, you're talking about the preventative care. And one thing that kind of came to my mind and, um, you know, I don't know what, what can be, I mean, this can be cut out stuff, but I don't know about what can be discussed, but I'm, I'm thinking about somebody who's doing the 23andMe genetics test mm-hmm. that says, you know, you're genetically dependent or deficient on these things. And have you guys, is there a direction on that? I mean, is there with that technology that's kind of be, mm-hmm. becoming more mainstream, what does, what does that look like? So uh, interesting that you mentioned the genetics. So we have recently uh, come in partnership with a genetics company in Austin and uh, they are helping provide uh, genetic, uh, 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 the, are us the ability to provide genetics testing for our clients. Mm. And the goal for that is to figure out what they're deficient in Um why they're deficient in it and what can we do as a, as a IV infusion company Ooh. and also as a supplement provider to uh, facilitate them to a healthier, better life and really, really starting to nail down that preventative medicine. Yeah. Uh, because we, you know, the, one of the number one causes for cancer is inflammation and yeah. well, what causes inflammation? We need to figure that out, right? What is causing your body to become inflamed? Mm-hmm. Well, genetics tells us a lot of that. And uh, so we're doing some genetics testing on some of our clients and uh, we figure out exactly what type of infusion or what type of uh, vitamins they might need, what their body, what their body's going to react more to and uh, kind of stray away from the shotgun method is what I like to call it, where we just kind of give them everything, all the vitamins mm. and maybe four out of the 10 vitamins that we give them is going to be good for the them. Mm. The other ones are not going to hurt them. They're vitamins. Uh, your body gets rid of what they, what it doesn't need on its own. Um, uh, but we want to be sure that we're, I would rather give them only what they need and that's it. Right. right. Makes it more cost effective for them, for us. Um, and at the end of the day, the less is better in my right. opinion. Right. Sure. Whether you, whether we, whether it's bad for you or not, the mm. less, if, if we can prevent from giving you something that you don't necessarily need right. better. And the more is it happens naturally in your biology of your system, yeah. then that's going to be better, but it's, that doesn't take anything away from adding the supplements to your lifestyle right. or anybody's lifestyle yeah. for sure. Um, so you earlier discussed working as a firefighter with Ian, with Williamson County and you're from the area. What, what does it look like for you being from central Texas and working full time and trying to start this business and take it from where it was to now a growth you know, seeing and doing and producing this growth opportunity. What is it like trying to do both of these things? <laughs> uh, busy, 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 uh, <laughs> constantly doing something. Uh, I find a lot of joy in it. Um, mm. It's more, I mean, Hydrolief is certainly a hobby of mine. I mean, right. It's been since El- Dr. Ellsbecker uh, took me on. I mean, it's, it's always been a hobby. I love doing it. Um, it's, uh, certainly, uh, it's a day, everyday thing. Yeah. Uh, there, there literally is not a day that I'm not thinking about Hydrolief. Uh, Williamson County is uh, takes up, obviously, the majority of my time. We mm-hmm. work 24-hour shifts, 48 hours off. Uh, so when the days that I am at home, uh, I am do either doing something on the computer uh, for Hydrolief, working on marketing, going out to meetings, or doing infusions in the field still. Right. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's just something... Constantly, constantly working. It's constant. And I want to hit back on, you said it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know. I think that's why a lot of people think they want to work for themselves. Right. I know that for me, that's, right. some, you know, it'd be great. Everybody, 
talks about it'd be great to if you could find the intersection between things that you like to do and yes. things that you're good at yes and get paid to do that then that's what we should kind of pursue and you talked about passion there and i mean you're definitely millennial just like i am and so we get <laughs> sure. that yeah. we get that bad rep yeah but beautiful thing about technology is that we get to spread our message on a broader scale mm-hmm. instead of the good old days where it's the buddy system Yes. I mean, it's still nice to have a good, you know, a good word of mouth. Oh, yeah. People talking about Hydrolief, but the, with the technology that the way it is in Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and everything, the way that it is, it doesn't have to be word of mouth. And so because of that, your passions and you get a platform to share those passions and to actually profit off of the passions, yes. which is great. Yeah. You yeah, have a, absolutely. Do you it's have a dream? Any, it is the dream. Yeah. Um, do what you love. I mean, that's that's important always. Uh, whether you necessarily make money at it or not, make sure you're doing what you love. And uh, I think that fuels your fire constantly. So if you're going to work every day and, yeah, it's paying the bills, but you don't really like it or you don't love it, man, you're not going to be happy. Right. And money certainly is not always the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Hydrolief, I mean, we, we all do a great job of what we do mm-hmm. and uh, I think we compensate appropriately for uh, for our employees too but uh, the most important thing is everybody that works for us loves it yeah and uh, they we all enjoy it I mean I think it's a passion with everybody that's a passion um, and it's a culture too yes I mean yeah. Dr. Ellsbecker started it and yes. he's still there but now you're kind of the driving force of it yeah. and from the brief exchanges that we've had over time and knowing a decent amount of people who you work with and work for you and just knowing that that culture it's not just davis sitting here on the mic telling everybody that this is a great place to work and that all the people know yeah. like i get to sit there next to one of his workers on a day in and day out basis <laughs> and i know that she loves working it whenever she gets the opportunity yeah. and like that's the beauty of it too is for the people who are working with hydrolief because i know you guys are hiring too right so yes absolutely you know here you know they're hiring in austin so if you're listening and you got the what kind of certification do they need because i know paramedic or nurse paramedic or nurse certification like this business is a great opportunity schedule super flexible um davis and the company is a great company to work with like i've never my wife has never come home and been upset (laughs) from a day of working at hydro now, we all understand that sometimes a job becomes a job at some stance, but back to the passion thing that Davis was talking about earlier, like I could just sense from him, he's talking about busy. The outside world might see it as busy, but I know that there's probably times when Davis has woken up, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning and just can't get hydrolyph off his brain. And so he's, he, he just dives in and starts working. Yep. I'm sure of that. Absolutely. So do you have anything to say on, I mean, just that, it doesn't become work at that point. No, it's, it's not, not work. work. It's not work. Uh, it's not a job. It's not work at all. Mm. Uh, like, and like I said, that's why I call it a hobby. I mean, like, yeah. I love what I do. I mean, there's absolutely been times it's been three in the morning when I woke up and I'm like, man, I can't sleep. And hydro- all I can think about is hydro. Let's do something. So yeah. utilize that time. And in fact, really, my most productive times have been like one to four in the morning <laughs> like that right. first, for whatever reason. And uh, but it, it truly is something that uh, I love. I love doing um, I get to meet some of the coolest people out there. Uh, I get to have some of the greatest conversations with these, with these people. And uh, even some of them, we're, we're there to the end of their lives. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we certainly help 
people uh, that have cancer. Mm. Um, we have we help people with terminal illnesses, that sort of thing. Help them, and you know, it's not a cure, right? But right. Uh, it at least improves the quality of life. The quality yeah. of yeah. life for sure. And mm. to see to see that, and to see the joy and, and uh, the the light in people's eyes kind of come back with their with the infusion, and maybe sometimes it's not even fluid. Maybe it's just our interaction with them. Right. And uh, I think that's what we teach everybody that works mm. works with us uh, is that it's it's not all about just hey I'm going to come stick a needle in your arm and give you fluid. It's about our interaction and passion with the with the client as well, right. and uh, making sure you're talking to them, taking care of them. And I think that's what that's what we look for in all of our employees is is that they actually care. Yeah. And uh, if they don't care, well, they're not going to care about high relief, and they're certainly not going to care about their patients. So. Yeah. And we, I mean, as you're growing a business, and generally the idea of having employees that care about their work that's going to help everybody's bottom line yeah it's going to help the consumer's bottom line it's going to help the business's bottom line if people care about what they're doing then it's just it's kind of bleeds out of them yeah. the light shines out of them like this Amen. is something that i'm bang on we're doing it yeah type thing and that's you know getting to that intersection again of finding what we're good at and what we enjoy i mean it's it's not easy it's definitely not easy. Not like sure. you're probably sacrificing. I don't, I don't have never been in your <laughs> shoes, but I'm willing to bet that you're probably sacrificing some things that yeah. at this point in your life, you're like, man, you know, I could be doing this or I could be doing sure. that, but you're still like, because of that sacrifice, you're able to do so much more and you're able to impact other people. Yeah. Um, it's, it, there are definitely things that you, you have to sacrifice, uh, especially when you're younger and starting your own business or, running your own business and uh, working for yourself or even, I mean, even just having a, a career that you love mm-hmm. and getting started early, there's a lot of things that you sacrifice in life, right. uh, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's a, there's a saying I'm trying to think of that. Uh, I don't remember who said it, but uh, live like others won't. So you can live uh, like others can't in the future. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of what I do now. Uh, yeah. I'm, I don't necessarily go out. I don't party uh, every right. weekend. You know right, what I mean? right. Every weekend. People talk yeah. about spring break, and to be honest with you, uh, the only reason I know about spring break is because of high relief. Because you get, you get to work the back <laughs> yes, end of exactly, it. So you're exactly. You're encouraging them to go out and have a great time, <laughs> but don't forget, Safely, to, yep. don't forget to call you back <laughs> yep. on the yep. back end side Absolutely. of that. Yep. So that's, that's awesome. And that, that quote kind of reminds me of the whole Dave Ramsey stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Dave, sure. but it's the live like nobody now. So then you can live like nobody then Yeah, that type of yeah. idea of you're making the sacrifices, whether it be for Dave Ramsey hammering the financial P uh, the financial aspects on people, but Davis here spitting the wisdom for not <laughs> just finances, but just kind of life. Yeah. I mean, you're, we're seeing that there's benefits of these sacrifices. Absolutely. And it's like, there's a lot of people that are worried about what is going on now. What's important now. And there's things that are important now, but if we don't have a long-term vision and we don't see ourselves in that spot on a consistent basis, then what, what, again, it goes back to that passion. What are we doing? Why are we doing what we're doing? So that's, you have any other thoughts on that? Make a difference. Yeah, uh, make a difference. That's, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. You got to make a difference. If you're not making a difference in life, then what are you doing? And uh, like I said, you you die twice, right? So yeah. uh, if you're making a difference, you may not die that second time. Yeah, man, dude, that spot right there. I'm. A, I don't know why. And this and this is no no joke. I just like you said, make a difference, <laughs> and it was just like chills. Like 
the pat like you mean what you're saying and yep. that, like i really hope that that picks up over the airways and that's going to be like the intro to your episode <laughs> we're going to make a difference make a so difference. Yeah. davis like that's awesome man yeah. um so as far as making a difference goes, there's people that made the difference in your life. And we talked about mentors earlier and you talked about some people supporting you in the past, but I kind of want to maybe double back to that mm-hmm. and have you explain what it's like having that support and from Dr. Ellsbecker helping you or um, I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now, but the guy that's coming alongside of you helping drive. Um, Justin. Yeah, Justin, Justin. That's it. Yeah, yeah Justin, Justin. Covey, man. He has been, <laughs> he has been the backbone of the company, yeah. especially as of, as of late. Mm. Um, to have, there's no way without, uh, the people that have been in my life. Like I said, uh, not only my parents, uh, my aunt and uncle, um, the majority of my family, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and certainly, uh, like I said, Dr. Hillsbecker and, and certainly Justin as well. Without them, there's absolutely no way I'd be where I'm at today. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't think Hydrolyph would be at where it's at today, certainly. And so there's, we are a family, Hydrolyph is, mm. and uh, we're a team. So uh, I know I say sometimes I'll use the word employee, but that's just more of a general term. We're all mm. family. And uh, we make sure it stays that way. And without that family, there's no way that we would be where we're at. So to have that support and to have uh, their confidence is uh, extremely I can't even describe the feeling to have, to have that behind you, but it certainly gives you a lot of confidence in, in what you do. I think that you nailed it there with just confidence. I mean, having people around you that are speaking life into you as far as like the encouragement. And I'm sure there's people that are like, Hey Davis, like that you care about or like, Hey Davis, like what are we doing? And you listen to it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but at the same time you look at that overall and you look at who that person is to the business and who that person is to your life like Justin, I mean, you're going to take a lot of advice from Justin, Dr. Ellsbecker. And so whether it's uh, constructive criticism <laughs> or whether it's con- just construction yeah. and you're, he's building on you and having those people around you and just supporting that is important, is vital because I don't know about you, but being my own worst critic <laughs> is, it's hard. Absolutely. And so if you have the negative voice inside of you, you there's got to be, a balance on that yeah and having other people around you supporting you i feel like is a good addition to that absolutely it takes a village uh yeah. that's what my parents always uh, yeah. said it takes a village and uh the vill- that village is your support system that's mm. the people that you surround yourself with and i think that's an important thing to uh keep in mind too is keep yourself surrounded with people that you want to be like and, and better yourself through them or yeah. with them and uh if your village isn't strong then you can't be strong either yeah so, what do they say is something about you become the average of the five people that mm-hmm. you run around with. Yeah. And so just that idea of being supported and being involved with other people who are on a path that you are interested in pursuing. Yes. And there's, you know, there's no other way other than osmosis that you get brought up with them. Yeah. And so you surround yourself with people who are wanting to help grow something well, even if you are not very good at it, just by osmosis, surrounding yourself with those people mm-hmm. helps you get from where you are to where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no other way about it because you can't, to continue to stay in that circle, you have to grow. Right. You do grow. So that's just really, I mean, hitting on a point of support and community around you 
and that, you know, some, some places talk about growth happens through community over time. Mm-hmm. And that's almost sounds like a, a church thing, but <laughs> truthful, truth be told, sure. like that could, the, people like gospel and we're definitely not a religious podcast, but gospel for those who believe in it, know that it bleeds into the life. Mm-hmm. And so with that idea that truth, that growth happens in community over time. I mean, surrounding yourself with that, you become the average of those five people. Yeah. I mean, and it's not to say cut off those that are not holding you back, but it's also to, for you to analyze that time that you're committed to those who may be holding you back and those who you're wanting to grow forward with. Yeah. So I know you're doing a great job with high relief <laughs> and trying to surround yourself and the company, not just you. Cause that's, that's another point that I want to make is that, for Hydra Leaf being successful the where it is, Davis isn't just taking it all for himself. Mm-hmm. He's not taking all this information and holding it close to his belly and then, you know, doing a one-off and saying, hey, this is who we are now. Like <laughs> Davis is constantly reaching out and talking to his employees and trying to find their pulse and let them know his pulse. And like as a young business entrepreneur, business grower, Davis, like that's that's huge. But we also feel I I feel like that you know that is important mm-hmm. because guess what? It's important to you. Yes. And instead of it being the old school where, well, this is what I thought it was supposed to be. We're in a generation now that like, if, if it's going to feel good for us, then why don't we be like that? Why don't we be like who we want in our lives yeah, or yeah. things yeah. like that? So that's just, again, from the outside, looking in Hydrolief and seeing it kind of operating on a, not a day-to-day basis, but seeing that just who you are and who the company is becoming and who every, you know, it's kind of like meshing together. Yeah. That type of thing. So yeah. it's really cool. Um, so culture, man, like that is, it's huge. That's yeah, everything. It is. Nobody wants to show up to work <laughs> at a job where everyone's complaining yeah, about absolutely not. someone trying to come for their job or, well, why not get this promotion or things like that? And it's easy on a small business to kind of overlook those things because they don't necessarily happen because sure. they can talk directly to the boss. But that's a ben- that's a big benefit yeah. of owning Absolutely. a business. Absolutely, it is. So, um, what is your typical day? As far as you were talking about it earlier, um, but if you're if you're not working EMS because you said you're 24 hours on, Correct. 48 hours off. We actually talked to a firefighter. Earlier this week, mm-hmm. he, you know, I'll plug Blackland Precision just real quick because <laughs> he was in the studio earlier this week and he's a fireman. And so Davis, I'm sure you could um, relate with his conversation very well. Um, I'm pretty sure that he was saying that they work 24 on and have 48 off as well. Okay. And, but on the, what that opens up is the opportunity for 48 hours, theoretically 48 sure. hours that you can grow something else. Absolutely. So what, what is that typical day of Davis with Hydrolief? Look okay. Like? Uh, I wake up in the morning and, uh, I usually try to wake up, uh, I, typically without an alarm, I'll probably wake up about seven 30. Mm. Um, the earlier I start my day, the better the day is going to go. Yeah. Um, don't oversleep. <laughs> uh, I drink coffee. Black Rifle Coffee is the way to go. Um, that's uh, my favorite. Uh, I'll go sit down. Uh, I'll listen to either some audiobooks to start the morning, uh, do some things around the house, sit down. And when 
I try to let my, I don't, I don't know exactly how to explain this, but it's like, let my mind go where it wants to go mm. as far as, as, as far as high relief takes me. Mm. And, uh, I'll sit on the couch and something will come to me or I'll have a feeling or a need to do something. Right. And I'll start working on it. I'll go sit down at the computer. We'll start working on marketing. Like I said, starting yeah. emails that need to be sent, whatever, or the endless phone calls that come in, uh, start answering those. Uh, but it's, it, if I'm not out doing appointments during the weekday or on the weekends, uh, I'll be either going to physician's offices, going to bars. Um, like I said, answering phone calls, answering emails, constantly doing marketing as much as we can and, uh, working on that. But, uh, at the end of the day, if there's an appointment out available and I'm available to do it and not yeah. busy working on Lord knows what else <laughs> that there is to do with, with, uh, running the business itself right. uh we'll take that appointment man because those are the ones that i mean any appointment that you can go to is it's it's rare that i ever have just a normal appointment normal client right uh it's, it's usually i'm meeting somebody i usually have a wonderful conversation with them exactly. um and at least at the end of the day we we get there they obviously do not look that the greatest they're looking pretty ill and by the time we leave they're usually quite a bit better they're feeling substantially better, better. because yeah. of the fluids and also the conversation yeah. i mean yeah. that's Again, you know, you're growing the business. The importance of that conversation is, yeah. and you touched on it earlier, but that's awesome. Like that's part of your day. And you touched on two topics that I, I want to circle both back to both of them separately. And we'll start with the books. Like we were talking earlier before coming on and recording about the audio books. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of impact has though, has audio books made on in your life? Uh, I tell you what, it a huge impact. Uh, I used to not, I used to hate reading. Uh, I, I think most kids do, at mm. least, uh, and uh, at least certainly the ones that I was around. <laughs> and uh, it was the video games and watching TV, and that's what I wanted to do. Uh, then Hydrolief started. Uh, I started to mature a little bit and uh, got into audiobooks. My brother Dean actually. Uh, introduced me to a few and recommended a few and because uh, he's he's been himself has been uh, pretty successful in his life so of course i look up to him he's another yeah, mentor of mine for sure and uh he suggested a few audiobooks that really i mean one started as it's called it's make your bed okay and for anybody in life that is a good that's some good fundamentals to start with uh it's just it starts with making your bed every morning right is this the uh, book um general in the na- in the army or navy admiral or mcraven admiral yep. admiral yep. sorry yes. admiral mcraven <laughs> yes. I, i'm new i know there's a, an importance in he that title is uh i actually got the honor to uh the honor to meet him and man he is an incredible person and uh he he's written a couple books uh make your bed and uh I'll have to think of the name. I can't remember the, mm. the second one. There are two books that were just absolutely fundamental in, in building Hydrolief and are actually uh, ways that I learned to run Hydrolief and uh, learned to be a boss. Right. And because uh, it's certainly been a huge uh, growing, uh, I guess, maybe not, not growing pains, but it's been, uh, I guess, a culture shock to go through is, is going from just being an employee to having your own company and actually mm-hmm. having people that you're responsible for in a company that you're responsible yeah. for. And uh, it's a huge culture shock, a huge change in your life. Yeah. And so reading, going or listening, cause I didn't necessarily read the books. <laughs> I did actually eventually read the books cause I think they're just phenomenal, but listening to them, uh, whether I'm, I take the time 
I mean, you, you, how often are we in our cars and we're driving around? Especially in a, Central Texas. Especially, oh especially. In how many Central people yeah, are commuting absolutely. from? you know, where we're located here in Belton or Temple, yep. Texas to Austin or <laughs> exactly. Waco or yep. anywhere around. Yep. And so, yeah, holy yeah. smokes. How yeah. many hours do we spend in a car exactly. on a weekly, daily basis? And you're not doing anything. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Listen to music. Shouldn't be texting. Uh, yeah, right. Please. <laughs> so, no texting. Yeah. Please. So what are you doing aside from sitting there in your own head, overthinking things, uh, stressing yourself out by overthinking mm. things? Uh, or just listening to music and wasting time. Right. Uh, so utilize that time. Now, don't get me wrong. I do listen to music a lot, uh, right. especially in the car. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to listen to your music. You just turn it, it's crank good, it. Yep, crank you know, it up, sing along. We're young. Like, our <laughs> ears will go but whenever we're yeah, in our 50s exactly. and 60s. But that's yep. fine. Maybe Hydrolief can have something to fix that <laughs> right, here, in a, right. here in a couple centuries. Yeah. Or not centuries, decades. Sorry. Yeah, decades, Math yeah. is not my strong point. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, like. That would, holy smokes, let's, yeah. let's crank up the music and hope Hydrolief can fix it for us in the future. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would be, that'd be something. Uh, but those audiobooks, man, they, oh, Extreme Ownership, that's the other book uh, that he wrote. Extreme those Ownership. Are, and that, especially if you're wanting to be uh, your own boss, you want to start your own business or you want to run your own business, mm. Extreme Ownership by far is one of the best books that I've ever read yeah. and uh, certainly provided me with some, some morals and, and abilities to provide and lead uh, the company to a better place. And, uh, like I said, Ellsbecker started, certainly started that and facilitated the beginning of this. Mm. And, and, uh, I hope I've done him proud by growing it and continuing right. to, to make it a bigger thing. But, uh, certainly reading those two books, man, they were, that's life changing, truly life changing. There's a lot to be said in those books. So on those books, we've, we've talked about those two. Are those books that you've just read recently or are you going back to them kind of now that you said audio books, did you buy them so that you can now go back to a certain page and mark it up. What, what does that look like for you? So uh, I have, I have obviously, like I said, the audio books and I also have uh, hard copies of the books as well. Ah. Purchase them on Amazon and not that expensive. And right. uh, I first, I think I read make, make your bed. Uh, I read it before. Uh, I don't, I think I was working for Hydrolief, but mm-hmm. I read it before I began, became the owner of Hydrolief. And, uh, like I said, that's just a good fundamentals book. Yeah. And I decided to, so I'm actually a, a preceptor at Williamson County as well. So we teach some of the students, mm. um, and help bring them up. And so I gift that to some of the students that I uh, have and, uh, let them read it. Cause again, like I said, solid fundamentals yeah. and I think everybody should read it. Uh, so I have extra copies of that, that I carry around. And then I have one for myself that I sit there, I highlight market, um, if I'm in the car listening to it, uh, there's a little, uh, button on the steering wheel that you can push that opens Siri and Siri makes a bookmark in oh, audiobooks and then beautiful. you can go back and read it when you're home. And there's sometimes where I'm like, dude, I have to pull over. I need to <laughs> listen to that again. And I have to write this down because wow, yeah. that was profound. That's and, awesome. uh, and so in those, those times, that's, that's what I do with those. And, and like I said, man, those audiobooks, they're, yeah. they're something. <laughs> so what's in the library right now? What is your book? of choice that is on the, on the audio books right now or on audible. I have, um, what is it called? It's let me look at, yeah, let me pull, pull it up and look. Cause it's a sum with why I can't, I'm terrible with titles. Oh, terrible it start with names. why? By Simon uh, Sinek or? It is. Yes. Start with why that's All the right. one. So that's the one I'm currently working on. And, uh, it's, boy, it's, it's entertaining. It's good. Another great, fundamental book and it certainly answers some questions that i had as a boss yeah. uh, becoming my own boss mm. um it helps answer those questions i mean it's it's again a brilliant book too 
I think that's a good segue into kind of the second part of the conversation that I want to speak on earlier, um, you know, about starting with why, just kind of point back to mm-hmm. something that you said earlier, where in your morning routine, you've kind of created this space to where you want to let your mind go where it wants to. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like pre-industrial age. So this is just me spitting, talking, you know, thoughts that are coming out of my head right now, but pre-industrial age, we don't have the devices and I'm not necessarily pointing to phones and electronics, but we didn't have the devices that could keep us as occupied right then as we do now. Now there were things there because things overall don't necessarily change, but the way that the phones are grabbing our attention now and electronics are grabbing our attention. I don't want to take, say that as a negative, but it gave space to those who were intentional about it to be bored mm-hmm. or not be afraid of being bored, which then created or created this productivity. So talk about your, then what you think the importance or the value has been of you creating that space to be bored or to sit and create yes. Out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, great. So being bored, that's this, it's always, it's got this negative stigma behind it, right? Oh, I'm so bored or this mm. is awful. It's boring. Um, some of my greatest ideas has come from uh, just sitting there and being bored. Uh, I'll sit there, uh, have a cat named Daryl. I'll sit there and play with him. <laughs> and sometimes it's good to just relax your mind, allow yourself to become bored and mm. things come to you. Uh, they'll, come to you, whether it's something that you heard in the past, you really open your mind or start remembering things that you've done, something somebody said to you and you kind of build on that. Uh, and it's when the, the boredom's going on and I have this idea that hits me. That's when I, you know, shoot up and I go write it down or I start working on the computer and, and start really nailing away at it. And I mean, like I said, some of the best ideas have come from just sitting there on my couch. Yeah. It's, it's that snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And if, if we're always running that rat race, you know, personally it's like if i'm running that rat race and not giving myself a chance to be bored i'm always just busyfying myself then i'm only gonna have busy thoughts i'm only gonna do busy things right i'm not gonna do something that's worth my time and why am i doing this yeah. well, it's to be busy yeah. but if i allow and create or if we create that intentional space to be bored and to be you know just to our own devices and let the power of the brain work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're definitely more familiar with medicine than I am, <laughs> but the brain homeostasis is not, I mean, it, our body tries to get there, but the brain is always going. Yep. And if you give that space for it to breathe and then grow, mm-hmm. that's where that, you know, you'd start talking about passion again. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, I have no other way than to be, um, I don't want to say ADD, but OCD, mm-hmm. I don't have any other way other than to be OCD about what I'm doing right now, because now my brain is focused, hyper-focused yes. on what I'm trying to accomplish. And that is just those times I know for me, like whenever you get those moments, it's like you're riding this high and it's really fun whenever yeah. you're riding that high. And Absolutely. You're just like, like you were saying earlier, one to four o'clock in the morning. And that's not saying <laughs> you don't get your sleep. Right. I'm sure you probably get six to eight hours a week of sleep or a, a week. Yep. A week. It's a week. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's more being, like it. <laughs> you know, being young, like we have that opportunity mm-hmm. where we can, we so sleep might be some of the things we sacrifice, mm-hmm. but it's also important 
too. Sure. And I'm sure with medicine, like you see it on your trucks with the EMTs that aren't getting their sleep, like there's the lack of productivity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that, that could be a conversation for in and of itself. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. But the, um, it's the opportunity again, and I'm, I've lost my train of thought, but of going back to creating that space for your brain to do what it needs to do. It's important to have a safe spot. Yeah. A spot where you can just relax, unwind, uh, reduce any outside factors mm. and relax, yeah. be there. Um, I think another thing that I do, uh, going back to kind of my day to day, thing or day to day routine is every morning I wake up and to jog or jumpstart my mind. I try to come up with something, mm. whether it's just absolutely bizarre, wild UFO talking something, but try to invent something that would be cool. That would better my life, better my friend's life, better the world, but better, whatever, um, better my cat's life, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it may be. Uh, but try to come up with something, write it down, even if it's ridiculous and write it down. And every once in a while, every once in a blue moon, you'll get that idea. And you're like, Oh, that's something let's follow that. Yeah. And that's how you jumpstart your days, especially mm-hmm. the ones that are, you know, you're like, Oh, this is going to be a bad day or you got a busy day ahead of you yeah. come up with something. And that's kind of where, that's where our genetics, uh, uh, paneling started, um, is we are the first company in the country to offer genetics testing with our, uh, IV infusion and wow. started to integrate that. And that was literally an idea that I was sitting in bed and I was like, okay, we got genetics and we have hydrolyte. Why, what's to say that we can't combine the two wow. and figure out what's, you know, what's the underlying cause of why this person's deficient in B12 or, you know, deficient in vitamin C, that sort of thing. So, uh, come up with something every day, even if it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's great. Like the ridiculousness of that just, Almost, and I'm not calling you audacious, yeah. but that audacious statement to put yourself in a spot of creativity. I mean, being a business owner, being a business entrepreneur, and I know for myself, um, it's like I, as growing up, I was not very creative as far as the general sense. I can't draw. Right. My penmanship is terrible. Yes. And so Same. I always believed that I wasn't a creative person, mm-hmm. but I could always talk anybody's ear off. Yes. And... <laughs> realizing as I'm growing a little bit older that that is creativity Mm -hmm. and building businesses or growing businesses are ways that people who can't draw or sing very well and be creative that way. But building a business allows you to be super creative with things and people. And certainly there's a space for that, which is really awesome. Yeah. People right now, it's like talking about entrepreneurs or whatever. Yeah. I'm not trying to qualify myself as an entrepreneur. Well, you're starting your own, starting your own podcast as an entrepreneur. You're but starting your own thing. It's like, I am the most forgetful person anybody probably will ever meet. Fair enough. If and you me. <laughs> working, working with sixth graders, I still find myself getting frustrated with them because how many kids leave stuff in my room? And then I just sit there and think, I was that kid. I was not a, I was not a turd in school. I went, I was a rule follower, you know, all, I wouldn't go as far to say as a teacher's pet, but if any of my teachers ever listened to this, <laughs> like I didn't think I was a teacher's pet. Others might've, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't care about that as much, but what I did forget or what I did not do very well was remembering things as far as pencils, uh, notebooks, backpacks, jackets. I'm sure I left everything in some teacher's room at one time. And I know in college, 
I would get in trouble on the baseball team from the coaches because I would always leave my glove. I would lock my keys in the car. The sheriff's department in college knew me by my number. <laughs> I would call them up and they, Nolan, where are you? Where's your, where's your car locked up now? And they'd send over somebody. Inevitably they'd send over somebody with the pop lock. And cause I don't know how bell County does it, but Brewster County, they didn't charge you. So it's a little bit cheaper than a pop lock. And yeah. as being a college, as being a college kid, you don't have enough money to pop lock nope. yourself. <laughs> um, but just being forgetful, that's like, yeah, I'm, I am very, mm -hmm. very forgetful. Yeah, I'm right there. You're not the only <laughs> one, man. That's a, uh, that's a busy mind though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're constantly thinking of things and sometimes you forget some stuff. Yep. Calendar not, is important. Never being where my feet are, but always trying to be where my feet yeah. are. <laughs> exactly. Calendar is exactly. important. And that's one reason why I sent you that invite yes. on coming on the podcast yep. because it helps me. It helps yep. others who are oh, their gosh, mind. They need that schedule. I tell people if it's not on my calendar, it probably will not happen because I'll forget. And it's nothing against that person. Right. It's nothing against whatever's going on. It's right. not that it's not important. Uh, but there's just a lot going on. No. It's busy. You know? 100%. And, uh, and that, you know, not a marriage podcast, <laughs> the idea, and I'm probably not going to put this in, but uh, <laughs> the idea of the scheduling thing, I'm, I'm trying to learn that conversation with my wife because we were just talking about Valentine's Day tomorrow. And well, I'm very bad at Valentine's Day and gifts um, and <laughs> scheduling anything, right. but I've started recently trying to schedule my day in 15 to 20 minute intervals. Honestly, like I'll sit down on a Sunday or Saturday and I'll schedule my week out on each day based on 15 to 20 minute intervals. Well, if I do that and I have the one, one time that I scheduled time for her and I to hang out, she was like, well, why did you have to schedule time for me? And I'm <laughs> because it's important because, to yeah. me. Like I wanted to make sure that, you know what, I'm going to schedule all this other stuff one number one thing for me was my wife to better, yeah. you know schedule time for her and then today we have the conversation and it was well you know what are we doing for valentine's day I'm like, i don't know we haven't had anything scheduled and i've got other you know I'm, I'm doing other things and it's not because i don't want to do things with you but i've got the podcast and so we're working on that six months into marriage on how to converse through me needing the schedule and her wanting to know that I'm still spontaneous with her as well. Mm, that's hard. So it's a hard it's, balance. It's, it's a hard balance. I have because, no answers for that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and that's the, the encouragement there is that as someone who's trying to start something and you who are starting something, some people, and I love my wife to death and this is not a knock on her, but some people don't understand how your brain operates. Right. And your spouse doesn't have to. Right. It's others who are trying to do things that you're trying to do that would understand more so. Um, and so there's some like commonality here with, with the old, um, you know, got to have it on the schedule. Yes. Right? And <laughs> we, it's not from a place that we don't care about yeah, those people. Absolutely. And, nope. you know, we can go as far as you probably get to see your folks a little bit more than I, but we could go as far to say, you know, you missed a phone call with your folks. Mm -hmm. Well, if you put it in your schedule and it's, you know, you said earlier, it's not because you're not important. I'm not putting it in the schedule, yep. but if you put it in the schedule, then you, it's like, check. We yep. got, we were able to connect. I know that they're okay. We're okay. It was in the schedule. I was intentional about that and yep. kind of going on with it. So 
that intentionality with the schedule scheduling is important yes and it's not a bad thing yeah it's not a bad it's not, thing. To, it's not because you have a, a you schedule out your day it's not that you're not spontaneous but it's like you said it's that you're intentional and uh that's extremely important to be intentional on in what you do mm. have a purpose and that that goes into like have a purpose make a difference right yeah. so uh, as long as you're intentional with what you do and you're not going to waste your time uh doesn't mean you're not spontaneous still there's right. stuff that comes along with that but yep and it doesn't mean right because being intentional i mean while you're intentional what that opens up for is space to be spontaneous yes because if you're not intentional with that time and then we let uh you know audiobook that i've read recently seven habits of highly effective people we let others urgent things become our urgent things and they're not important Mm -hmm. but because we haven't scheduled that time and been intentional then it snowballs on us too but if we're intentional with scheduling that time then those little hiccups in the road don't throw off our entire schedule because well it's a little 15 minute snippet here that we can redirect yes and so that's really it was kind of going back to books a second ago um the idea that being intentional with your time is a good thing it's a good thing mm-hmm. so Absolutely. encourage encourage people because scatterbrains like us we need it right? we need <laughs> yes it. absolutely so we talked about Hydrolief and williamson county ems and we've talked about some successes we haven't defined success yet and we also haven't tackled maybe your biggest loss so those are like two different sides of the same coin because the same in life we've got losses and we've got victories. Um, a person I spoke with recently on the show, he talked about, it's not a loss. I've learned. So would you want to tackle, you want to tackle losses first or do you want to tackle success in your definition of that first? I can start with losses. Okay. I think, uh, I think that's a fair place to start. All right. So what's, um, what is maybe in the young, birthing or young growth of hydrolief um because you said 2016 it started mm-hmm. correct so it's still three four years going now right. very new young very yeah. new yeah. what i'm sure there's been some lot some l's you've taken some l's sure. along the way uh yeah we, we certainly as a company have taken some losses uh whether it be with um, misguidance uh misunderstanding um i think I don't know, without going into too much detail, right, we, right. we certainly had uh, some people, there's not always the greatest people out there that are always, mm. they certainly don't have your best interest in mind. Mm. And uh, it's important to, you're, you're always going to have losses. You're always going to have losses in your life. And I think losses are very important mm. uh, because as long as you can learn from them, uh, then they're good. They're positive, right? right? They had a positive impact in your life, although right. maybe not immediately in the long run, they're absolutely positive. And uh, so we've had plenty of people that will either come to us for marketing. Uh, they'll be like, hey, we'll market your company for X amount of dollars. And I'm like, wow, they give you this portfolio. And it's like, lists all these things that they'll do for you. And you're like, man, this is great. What a great deal. Let's do it and knock it out, man. And then you drop some money on them. And uh, all of a sudden, they're gone. They're gone. And <laughs> yeah, they got your money. They don't care anymore. Right. And uh, so... it what I learned from that uh, was be care- understand that not everybody has your best interests. And I, and I think uh, that was an important lesson to learn that I maybe not had learned early on in life mm. because I had so much support in my life um, right. to learn that then and that way I think was, was best 
I'm glad I learned it now. Right. As opposed to learning yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you've learned it on a smaller scale. Exactly. There's yep. a little less, you've learned it now on a little less smaller scale of dollar mm-hmm. loss versus mm-hmm. as Hydroleaf, Hydroleaf grows, more and more people are going to be interested in trying to market that mm-hmm. because they see the success of you and they want to ride on the coattail of yeah. your success um, and not necessarily know you and trust you and do the work that you've done they're just trying to just like a lot of people out there trying to make a quick buck and so that's there's some i mean taking the loss young but that's the beauty of it too now the age of young is now relative because of medicine because of preventative care because of all of these things i mean us sitting here both below 30 Mm -hmm. we've got two more lifetimes Mm -hmm. to live to continue at least for the first third of our life to continue making mistakes. And even up until our sixties and seventies, if you're continuing to make mistakes, then you're continuing to push the envelope. If you're afraid to, you know, afraid of what other people are saying or afraid to go out there and, Oh, well this could, this could be the end of everything and just letting the doom drive you. Then maybe entrepreneurship or maybe business ownership, or maybe just a positive growth life is not, in it for the cards for you if you're letting that fear motivate but if you're learning being a learner from those losses and you know having some self-awareness how much you know you had to deal with that it's not easy no um you know being a business owner being a small business owner or entrepreneur it's kind of lonely because Mm -hmm. you get that space of well i made this mistake and yeah there's people that are encouraging to you but you you, you get to bear the brunt of it. Yeah. Um, so there's some else, but there's this thing that I heard today right on it. It's a setback could be a major setup for a step for or hey. set set up. Yeah. You know, a setback. I, you know, I'm missing it out. So yeah. I'm screwing it up, but it's a <laughs> setback could be a step forward. Yeah. A major step forward. So that's really, I mean, on that, on your points, dude, like yeah. it's just helps you propel to grow forward and learn yes. and not make the same mistakes you, twice. You're going to make, uh, you're going to have losses in your life. You're going to, um, have hardships. You're going to, I mean, everybody does. Everybody mm-hmm. goes through things in their life. And, uh, one of my biggest things is I don't regret anything that I've done. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I've never done anything that uh, was negative or negatively impacted me or those right. around me. Right. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, but I don't regret any of the decisions I've made mm. because I've learned from everything right. that I've done. And 100%. as long as whether it's a loss for you, whether it's a loss for somebody else, a loss for a business, whatever it may be, as long as you not only accepted the fact that you or whatever you may have done uh, was negative, right? Um, as long as you take that and you learn from it and grow yourself and make sure you don't do it in the, again in the future, right? right. Uh, so again, as long as you're learning from your losses, uh, you're there's nothing to regret. Why yeah. regret it? It's gonna make it's made you who you are now, 100%. and it'll make you who you are in the future. And yeah. uh, so that's one. I think that's the biggest pill that I swallowed, and I think I swallowed that probably at a younger age. Mm. And man, it, it certainly brightened up my life and made my life a lot easier. And I always learn. And I think another good thing to do is learn from other people's mistakes too, yeah. because you're making a lot of mistakes, but so are a lot of other people around you. Right? right? Everybody does. Like I said, learn from them. It's kind of that idea you have inexpensive learning or expensive learning. Mm-hmm. It's inexpensive because you didn't 
make the mistake. Yep. You're learning it from somebody else. It didn't necessarily hurt you as bad. And I would say a lot of people are probably very bad at the inexpensive learning experience. Um, but the expensive learning experience is where you get hit in the pocketbook or you get hit in the gut. You yep. get that front forethought. And so just the thought of trying to turn more of our experiences or mistakes into inexpensive ones where we're learning from others, um, continuing to surround ourselves with people who are better than we are, mm-hmm. being the smartest person in the room is not maybe the best place to be, but yeah. maybe being the fly on the wall yes. in somebody else's room might be a better place to sit. Yeah. Um, so that's really great. And so we're, you know, as that transition, we're kind of pointing and the energy's going up to like success. And so we've talked about failure and loss. Um, and now, but we can't talk about that without talking about success because those failures, as we're learning, they're not failures anymore. They're, we look back and we learn from it. And so now we're having some small successes. So what does success look like for you? What is the overall vision maybe of what, what are you able to do in 20 years, 30 years and say, how really Ford is a success? Or do you get to do that? Say that every day. Um, I look at any day that I can, uh, like I said, make a difference, um, whether it be help somebody, even if it's the smallest thing, mm-hmm. uh, getting the door for somebody, uh, as long as I can make a difference in somebody's life and it be a positive impact, that's a success to me. And, uh, the idea of Hydrolief and, and the success behind Hydrolief, I think goes, lays into the people we take care of. And at the end of the day, uh, it's not money. It's not finances. Uh, I don't have a financial goal. I don't have, right. um, you know, the amount of people that I have, we have working with us. Uh, I have, how, who we took care of mm. and are they feeling better? Are they doing better? Um, is it, was it the fluids that we gave them that was better or was it Justin kneeling down on the ground and, and talking to them? Right. Uh, was, was that what made their day better? And, um, the thing that's going to make the biggest difference is spreading joy and spreading happiness. Mm. And if you are keeping all that happiness to yourself and like finances, right? <laughs> what right. is, what, what does money do for you? It helps you out. Right. But who mm. are you helping anybody else out with that? And uh, the answer is no, typically. Right. Yeah. Um, even if you're donating it, I mean, it's, there's still, there's, it, it's money. It's, yeah. it's, this is stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but success is truly to me, uh, success is making a difference in somebody's life and making a positive impact. Yeah. And that's, that's Hydrolief's goal. That's our success. Well, I'm going to jump on that Hydrolief goal train because, or at least on Davis's back, because this guy, he's not just talking about it. And I know this might seem very small to you guys, but as we were coming in the shop today, my hands were full and Davis was like, man, how can I help you? How can I help you? And I'm just like, I got it. And then I'm trying to open the door and he just like basically takes the door from me. <laughs> he's like, no, and I got the door for you. And me being stubborn and hard-headed, I was just like, okay, but I was sitting here just thinking like, no, that's who Davis is. And that's who Hydrolief, not that that's not who they were before, but they're becoming more of that. And being a small business in Central Texas in this area, like we're Texans. We're kind of proud in how we take care of each other. Yeah, like, absolutely. And so if you're, I mean, you're talking about preventative care and of course the um, the party pack as we were, as I was talking about earlier is yeah. your bread and butter, Sure, but preventative care, there's eventually you guys are first, yeah. but eventually there's going to be competition. 
And one thing that's going to separate, and we know this, we believe it, and that's why you're acting on it. But one thing that separates Hydrolief from its competition is not necessarily the services that you offer, but the people that you bring to the table. And like, that's, you see that and you live that. So I just, you know, kind of want to commend you on seeing, being able to see those things. Um, Cause I'm sure it's a thankless job being an EMT. Sure. So you get to, you know, hearing it is nice. Hearing sure. It's nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, so whenever people talking about Hydrolief and they see you wearing the shirt, what, what are they asking? What are, what do they want to know? What's kind of the consumer or the potential consumers questions whenever they come to your table? <laughs> uh, the first one is, does it hurt? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's been a huge uh, hurdle to jump. Uh, does it hurt? And is it necessary? Uh, those are, those are two big questions that everybody asks. They, uh, and it's probably one of the reasons that it's, it's always, especially in the past, it's been this like small little market that nobody's really ever touched on. Mm-hmm. Does it hurt for a second? It's a pinch. Uh, I'm sure we've all gotten pinched by our mom, our parents, you know, our guardians, whatever. <laughs> right. They come up behind you, pinch you, and, you know, you get those sweet old lady that comes and pinches your cheeks. And right. yeah, like it hurts for a second, but, uh, it's for a second, you know what I mean? And it's over. There's no more pokes after that. There's no more pain. Uh, and then you're on your way to feeling better. And is it necessary? Uh, absolutely. It's what is a day in your life worth, mm-hmm. uh, to you? Is it worth sitting there and being miserable, whether you're hungover, whether you're sick, or should I call somebody up and be like, Hey man, can you come help me out? So yeah, it's necessary. Fluids are necessary. Vitamins are necessary. These are, these are things that are necessary in everybody's life. And, uh, you can't always just drink a bottle of water. Sometimes that doesn't cut it. Yeah. Sometimes you're so dehydrated that you can't physically, you cannot drink a drink bottle, a of, bottle water, of water. Right. Uh, in comes high relief. And, uh, so yes. And in, in my opinion, it certainly is necessary, uh, especially in the day to day, uh, life of, of people and, and those that want to be healthier and, and do better for their lives and do better, not only for theirs, but their kids and, and their family, uh, take care of yourself. So that way you can take care, take of, others. care of others. And on, on that kind of idea, I know I've heard of a, a story through high relief about there's a, a guy, he owns a ranch down in South Texas. Well, they had just, he was sick for a week and you guys came in and gave him some fluids and got perked right up and he's, he's 56 years old and he perked right up and he was like ready to go again. And it's like this new life. And so are you going to go stand out in the South Texas heat <laughs> without the hydration fluids or have Hydrolyph come in, you know, farmers and ranchers, you know, here's another input like. You guys, it's good for it's good for it's good for the goose and the gander. Yeah, in this case, you know that, that cowboy out there. I mean, everybody wants to show how tough they are. Sure, but you can show a little bit more how tough you are by getting stuck with a needle. Because truth be told, I I get to hear my wife say this, and I'm sure you hear it all the time. Nobody, let's just public service announcement. Nobody likes needles. I've never met one person <laughs> that. Oh, I like needles. Yeah, please, yeah. So. As And this isn't a knock to anybody who tells your doctor or nurse that you don't like needles, so I don't like shots. Take a ticket number, get in line. <laughs> nobody likes needles. Yeah, so yeah. public service announcement yeah. there. Um, no, nobody likes needles yet. Neither do I. So, right. <laughs> so let's join the club. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if that was the needles thing. I don't know if that's the biggest myth in the industry. But you have your questions. 
What's, what is the biggest myth that you potentially see or hear out in general public or maybe on the day to day on the job about Hydrolief or IV drip solutions and things like that? I don't know if it's necessarily, uh, the, the, I think the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know if it's necessarily a myth, but there was, we had somebody that was like, well, isn't this just a, this is a waste of fluids. Those fluids belong in the hospital and, and, uh, you know, you're just blowing through those fluids and we're on a fluid shortage or whatever. And well, no, uh, first off, there's plenty of fluids out there. Yeah. We get on shortages. There's obviously outlying reasons, uh, but there's always going to be some and, uh, we're not wasting them. Uh, it goes back to this preventative medicine. Um, is my leader is the leader of fluid from Hydrolief going into this person, providing them the hydration that's preventing them from going to the ER uh, for a simple issue, you know, a simple complaint of dehydration, then exposing themselves once they're at the ER to what? The flu, uh, coronavirus, uh, <laughs> high, <laughs> flu more importantly. Hot topic, right? Yeah, here. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so giving them this liter of fluid that they needed because they're dehydrated and keeping them from going uh, when they don't necessarily need to uh, go to the ER or go to the primary care physician and exposing not only themselves but others to yeah. whatever else is in the air. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the ER is clean, but it's gross. <laughs> and there is... Uh, so much, so many germs, so many illnesses that are spread all throughout it. And you're exposing your body to, to that. Yep. So, um, to say that it's not necessary or we're wasting it is, uh, that's a myth. Uh, yep. It's not being wasted, at least in my opinion. And I, and I think any of our customers would agree with that as well. Yeah. And that doubles back down on preventative care. I mean, people use the ER like it's their doc, right? It's their primary care physician. Mm. And I mean, that's all. You know, it's a discussion for another podcast, so not this one. Um, but just the idea that you're preventing to have to go to a place that you could potentially expose yourself to, I mean, frankly, life-threatening diseases. Absolutely. Um, like the flu. Like the flu, <laughs> That's, which yep. here we are, flu season, yep. so coronavirus and whatever else that looks like. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure all I have is allergies, people. So <laughs> this is the first time to talk about it on today's show, but yeah, allergies. <laughs> Central Texas. We, I think Central Texans can kind of get behind. Let's let's eliminate the allergies. Let's right. just burn up all the trees <laughs> just to get rid of the allergies. Right. <laughs> so as far as, you know, you've read books and you're, you're – mid twenties or however old you are again, 24, 24, 24, right? He's 24 years old. There's some people that might sit out there and think, Oh, like this guy's young. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, but I'm sure there is a point where you're like, man, I wish I knew that then. Mm -hmm. So the million dollar question is what do you know now that you wish you knew then? And then could be whenever you were five years old, then could be yesterday. But what do you know now? that you knew that you wish you knew then um let let me hit on a point of uh real quick because what you said certainly uh, it hits home for me because i was told uh in the past that well you're just a kid you don't know what you're talking about uh and that resonated with me i'm like what do you mean like i and you know of course we all think well we know everything Mm -hmm. um you don't be humble and uh understand that you don't know everything and i certainly don't have know everything in fact i'm have no idea what I'm doing, to be honest with you. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I was certainly told that, uh, you know, you're just a kid. You don't know what you're talking about. And this was, I don't know, less than a year ago. What do you know now? Question oh, yeah, being, yeah. what do you know now that you wish you knew then? So that's a great question. Um, if I could 
because you don't regret anything. Yeah. And like, that's like, I would, I would double down on that too. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can circle back to the question because this, that part of the conversation, whenever you were saying it earlier, just kind of spoke, spoke to me and hopefully the listeners that it's not that, you know, there's things that you wish you didn't, you could do differently, but you don't regret it because at that point in time, that's what you wanted. You made that decision. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, Whenever I'm 70 years old or 80s year, 80 years old, there's things that I want to look back on and say, I'm glad that I tried this. Yeah. Instead of, I wish I would have tried that. So, the, so you know what? The, I think something that I wish I could, if I could write a letter to myself when I was younger, um, it, it was, and, and I think anybody our age can attest to this. Right. Uh, and it was instilled in us and pressured into us. I mean going to school so continue Mm. uh go to college that's what i mean Mm. so everybody has to go to college you're going to go to college if you don't go to college you're going to be unsuccessful Mm. guess what i haven't been there (laughs) uh i do not have a degree and uh i wish that i could have told myself back in the day that hey man continue your education but Mm. you don't have to go to college you don't need because there was so it caused so much pressure so much stress in my life Mm. when i was younger um that i certainly was not i i think i could have been capable of more had mm-hmm. i not been like oh man like what am i gonna, why what do i need to go to college for and how do i go to college and right i mean it was so pressured into us that we they literally had days during our senior year that they sat down and forced us to apply to colleges like that was what we were doing that was the day you're gonna sit here and you're gonna apply to colleges because guess what you're going you're as going soon to as school. you get out and you know it's continuing edu- education is certainly necessary right it does not mean going to college. Um, I've continued my education through books. I've continued my education through YouTube, which mm, has been, yes, man, that's like yes. it. Uh, it. There's so many classes on YouTube and it's just, it's not necessary to, you're not, you don't have to go to college, go right. to college if you want to, yeah. but man, so much money is wasted into it. There's yeah. so, I can't tell you how many people are out there. How many people I know, people my age that went to college and they wasted hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. Yep. And they have a degree, a piece of paper, and nothing to be said for it. Right. They, yeah. Well, great. You went to a class with everybody else, but did you? What did you learn from it? What did you get from it? Uh, and I think that's something that uh, says to like trade school. I mean, Definitely. that's that's what I did. I went to paramedic school, and mm-hmm. that it, we focused on that every day we went in. It wasn't you know learning what the what pi is or, right, you know, right. a squared, you know, whatever, yeah, none of whatever that, you they know, talk about was, in school these days. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was, we're talking about what I loved and that was medicine right. and how to take care of people. And, uh, that, that was important to me. And I mean, again, my, I look at my life as a successful life because like I said, it's not finances. It's not uh, any of that, you know, it's not stuff. It's, uh, who people have helped. And knowing that I have at least made a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go to college for that. And you can't teach that in college. So I think if I could, like, we'll go back to the question. If I could go tell, either write a letter to myself or give myself a phone call, yeah, yeah. be like, hey, man, don't worry about college. Yeah. Just do, do what you love and make yeah. sure you follow that passion. Man, that, that whole conversation, and I feel like we're going to get into it about that because that really resonates with me being in public education and just seeing the system from the inside and how it's just bass backwards. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Yes, sir. It's, yep. we have a century, a 
a system that for public education and I've only been a teacher for two years. Now I know there's teachers who have been teaching for 30 years and they, they have their beliefs and things, but this, the education system is outdated. It is whatever it looks like now. It's been operating the same way as far as the curriculum and the content has been for the last 50 years. We were successful as a country 50 years ago, but guess what? Right now, China is more dirty than we are and they are more hungry than we are. Mm. And in our lifetimes, I feel like we could be seeing the rise of, and this isn't a doom and gloom prophecy, but it's like China could be growing because they're dirtier sure. and they're, they're more hungry than we are. Yep. And that starts in education. And right now, the reason China could be potentially more hungry than we are, well, they're getting to choose. They're getting to pursue their things. Mm-hmm. We, as Americans, are beginning to believe them. Everybody has to go to school. And it's almost this idea that is driving, you know, we had the housing market crash in 2008 whenever we were still in school. Mm-hmm. But it could potentially become a problem where maybe it's the student debt crisis becomes the next downfall You're on of the United yep. States. Yep. You know, and... I wish I could take credit for that. I've I've, I've listened to some people out there that specifically have been talking on that, but just that idea that these kids are being told that everyone's going to go to school and that's how you get a degree. Well, what separates you is not that piece of paper. It's your knowledge of, you know, everyone can be taught something in college. Everybody says, or in school, you're learning how to learn. Okay. Well, if that's what you're doing, then why don't we learn about things that we're passionate about? And like you said, trade school, you know, and trying to find as a public educator myself, trying to find what's interesting to these students to then give them the passion that I, whenever I wake up at three o'clock in the morning talking about podcast or whatever, like I want them to have that passion because passion doesn't change. Hurt doesn't change whenever you're 12 years old and you lose someone in your life or whether you're a hundred years old and you've lost somebody close to you, the hurt doesn't change. No, but the pat and the passion's the same too. If you're like, Oh my gosh, like everybody knows that feeling because we're human. And so being able to put that passion in our kids, in our youth or write the letter back to ourselves and say, Hey man, like there's people out there that, Hey, they're successful bankers, nurses, doctors, like you have to go to school for that stuff. Yeah. But sure. you don't have to do those things to be yeah. successful. Exactly. So. Hey, you you absolutely nailed it there. Um, and I'm not saying don't go to school, right? right. Uh, you have to continue your education yeah. because you have to continue. Never stop learning. And never stop, whether it's learning from somebody else, whether it's learning from a book, watching YouTube, whatever you're doing. Uh, never stop learning. But go, school, you nailed it, man. School is so outdated. And college is so outdated. And uh, it's so behind. And these, these people, it's just a waste of time and money. Mm. I mean, these, these kids are going into college thinking, man, I'm going to get out of, I'm going to go to college for four years. And guess what? I'm going to have a $100,000 career coming right out the bat. Uh-uh. It is not like that at all. Not even close. Uh, some people, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Some people are extremely successful in college. Mm. And then guess what? They did great and they got out and got a job. The majority of people and the majority, I mean, majority of the people that I, uh, I know, um, it's not like that. Right. They get out, they're making less than, than, you know, so like I've been in, uh, the field now for four years, mm-hmm. uh, would be the amount of time that, uh, somebody went to college. Right. right. And uh, so I've had friends that come out of college, they've graduated with this four year, pretty beautiful paper. They got a plaque, they'd walk the stage, all that stuff. And 
now they're working for thirty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. at you know a automotive shop let's say and their boss doesn't have a degree but they're sitting there and they have this bachelor's degree degree, right yeah but they're who's their boss right right so again not down talking any jobs and certainly not the automotive but what i am down talking is the way college is is done and and the way it's run at least uh it's I call it a scam, frankly. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting here, you're showing this big picture. You're going to be a millionaire when you get out of college because right. you got that four-year degree. Yeah. Oh, but hey, let me have $250,000, and that's a debt, and there's going to be lots of interest on it, and you got to pay it off, mm-hmm. and you got to pay it off with your $30,000 paycheck. Yeah, good luck. That's, that's an idea that I just, you know, that came to mind as well. It's like, I, I believe that the, the average student debt, I'm probably wrong, but it's probably between forty and $60,000 mm-hmm. average per person. And if you're, there's some business, I mean, I know, you know, there's people going to Texas A&M who are getting into mechanical engineering that they get a job, they could be making good money. Like yep. you said, you know, they put the time and effort and money in, they're still able to do that. But as a teacher, for teaching example, you go to school, you get into sixty thousand dollars in debt. Well, you're not going to make sixty thousand dollars a year as a teacher until you're at least ten years in, and we're talking about a year's salary. If you if you're able to find somebody to help support you, then you can pay it off in a year. Great, yeah, great. But not many people are able to do that, anyways. Right. And so you're talking about a return on your investment. Well, yeah, you get a job now. Like your the return on your investment is that you get that job, but you're still ten years in, and now I'm just now recouped from all that money that I spent. Whereas someone who's gone to trade school, learned the trade, paid a little bit of money for it, but learned the trade, and now they have a life skill that can translate whether there's electricity in the streets, uh, internet out there or not, they can they can operate their skill. So yeah, we've we doubled down on education system for <laughs> for a second. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a good thing, yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's a conversation that's very important, and hopefully, like with podcasting and YouTube and our show, this is an opportunity for us to write or you to write a letter to. Well, you can't write the letter to yourself, but there's probably a 16 to 20 year old kid out there that his parents might be telling him he needs to go to college. All the counselor says he needs to go to college, but the kid is a He's a growing mind that you just might need that encouragement to say, you know what, find what you're passionate about. And if you're good at it at 16, then why not push it? Take it. Go on. Push it and test that envelope and see where that, see where that takes you. Keep trying. Don't give up. That's a, just don't, don't follow. Everybody has an agenda and uh, you're not always on their agenda, whether they're talking to you and whether they're giving you advice or not. Yeah. Uh, but I assure you, as long as you're following your passion, as long as you're doing what you love, you will be successful. And you've got two cheerleaders here, like <laughs> yeah. Davis yeah. and Nolan. You know, yeah, here at the yeah. Central Texas Business Podcast, we're cheerleaders for you. Mm-hmm. If you know, just reach. If we're going to get to Davis's contact mm-hmm. stuff here. The, the show stuff's already out there. You got two cheerleaders for you. If nothing else, we yeah. can we can be your cheerleader, <laughs> pat, pat you on the rear end to get you from where sure. you are to where you want to be. Yeah. You know, and that's. That's what we do. What we do too is to help others, mm-hmm. and the business podcast here helping you know maybe other people who are starting businesses grow and learn too. Um, but it's ultimately helping. We're trying to get the word out to help others. I'm trying to get Hydra Leaf 
word out there even more than they already have because they're doing a great job with that. But just to get them to be able to help more folks. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's what it is. You care. You have some passion about that. Um, so man, that's a big writing that letter to yourself. I'm going to take that one. <laughs> um, so as far as we're kind of winding down here, um, unless we go off on another tangent, <laughs> which is fine. Sure. Um, if you had a limited resources, what hire today would you make and for what reason? Mm, that's a great question. <laughs> if I had unlimited resources, um, that you couldn't spend on yourself, right? Cause you know, sure, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, right now it maybe is simpler, but, uh, some, a secretary mm. <laughs> to, to, to do my scheduling oh. and, uh, to, to plan out my day. Uh, that would certainly, I think, grow Hydroleaf a lot. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. We, it's, it's almost, uh, I'm not going to say we have enough right now, but right. it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question, yeah. to be honest with you. Well, know. and you were talking about earlier, and we, I mentioned it, like you're still hiring, you know, you guys are hiring sure. some techs yeah. to go out into the field and things like that. Um, so those are definitely things oh, yeah. that you're interested Absolutely. in still. Yeah. So, you know, Davis saying that that's a tough question is not saying that he's not hiring. Yeah. And But what it, he is saying right now is if there's somebody out there who, you know, they're interested in clerical work, um, they're interested in helping other, you know, business people try and grow. Like the idea is to surround yourself. We said it earlier, surround yourself with people who you want to be like. And Davis and Hodgeleaf could be a company in the budding stages like, hey, Maybe you can help Davis on the weekends for, I'm going to say for free, because there's nothing like going and working for somebody who's go, who is where you want to be in two years or five years, learning from them. That's the payment. And it's, this isn't to, you know, bash or try and make it sound like I don't want Davis to have to pay you. But if you're able to get in and learn the business because you're helping Davis with scheduling, you're learning a trade and a skill that is a tenfold investment. Hmm. Like in school, you pay a professor or an institution <laughs> sixty. We're going back to it. Yeah, sixty thousand yep. dollars to be in debt to learn how to learn or learn some cool, interesting whatevers. Yeah, but if you're working in this company, Hydroleaf, that is four years old that has this vision of growth and not just the vision. There's proven steps that have been taken and you're interested in like riding the coattail, like email Davis, like, Hey, you know, what can I help you with scheduling? Why my encouragement is to those out there who are just trying to learn what that looks like. Step out, open up, give them a call, give them a shout, you know, things like that. Um, But that's not for everybody. Um, but it's an opportunity. I don't know. I tell you, if if I had unlimited resources, um, and, and I think we'll touch on me saying that we have enough. What I mean by that is what I have right now is amazing, and I'm talking about our team. Mm-hmm. So if I had unlimited resources, if I could copy and paste the team that I have now uh, that's backing Hydroleaf, man, if I could copy and paste that tenfold, yeah. 
holy cow, we would be, I mean, we, we would be a household name because right. this team is amazing. Right. So if I could multiply our team, that's what I would do. If I had unlimited resources, <laughs> I would multiply our team. We would get into genetic cloning. And, uh, just, <laughs> if I could genetically <laughs> clone people. every single team hey, member that I have right now, yes. Money's unlimited yes. resources. Like, here we go. Like, Amen. Absolutely. Warren yep. Buffett over Steve Jobs, uh, RIP, um, <laughs> over uh, Jeff Bezos. Like, you've got all the resources. So, yeah, man, clone them all up. Absolutely. Get, get that team expanded. That's and that's awesome. Um, so, back to kind of wrapping up the idea about Hydrolief and wanting to get the focus onto the services that you offer because this podcast is not only you able to talk about the background of the business, but it's also getting to talk about what services you offer and like how to connect with you because ultimately we have this hour long or forty five minute episode that the people get to listen to. Okay, now what, Davis? We want to we want services, but you didn't really get a chance to talk to them. Well, here's your chance. Hmm. What services officially are on Hydrolief's webpage? What are you guys What are you guys doing? So we start with our bread and butter, like we discussed earlier. That's our hangover treatments. Uh, we start with our basic, all the way up to like a premier professional package. Uh, starts with just some medications, a little bit of vitamins, and those help out with headaches, nausea, vomiting, uh, upset stomach, low energy fatigue. Um, dehydration those really nail those in um, and then we also offer stuff for wellness and preventative medicine whether we have immune boosters for like vitamin c uh, we have uh, different natural ways to boost your energy as opposed to sitting there and drinking caffeine or uh, sitting there smashing a red bull or whatever it may be uh, we have natural more easier much easier ways on your body to do that there are wellness uh, infusions that we have um, and not only that, we also have stuff to detox your body. Mm. Um, get rid of, if you've been on, maybe you had to take antibiotics for uh, a week or two. Maybe you had to uh, take some narcotics, different pain medications, things like that. And you want to get rid of those nasty, the nasty stuff that it left in your body. Because all the medications that we take, there's a lot of them that just, they leave little bits and pieces of themselves back in your body uh, that later on cause other issues and other health issues. And uh, we have stuff that will help get rid of that and help flush that out of your body. Um, and then so that goes into our, like our detox or even our pre-talks. So let's say you're going out and going to party or you're going out and going to be working in the sun uh, like our farmers or uh, anything like that in which you're going to be putting a lot of stress or working out even. Uh, go ahead and get one of our pre-talks and uh, get that infusion, get some fluids in you, get a little bit of vitamins and uh, some other antioxidants that we have to offer. Um Get that in your body. You'll not only perform better, but you'll feel better after as well. Yeah. It's the recovery on the end of it. We're doing prehab. Yeah. So we don't have to do the rehab. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That idea from sports medicine, um, just preventative care. And after you're done working, you almost don't have to go back and lay in the bed. If you've worked a hard day in the field, it's like, man, I'm energized to be with the kids. I'm energized to be with the wife and family and go hang out with the friends some more. Like Mm -hmm. that's, but that's what it's about. You know, we get, we get one life, we get one shot at this. And if we're letting our energy suffer because of our lack of vitamins or our lack of, you know, preventative care before, well, why not call up Davis and Hydrolief and be like, Hey, I want, I want what you're talking about. I want what you're, what you're selling over there. Let's, uh, let's, let's see what this is about. So if they're trying to find out what this is about in the show notes below and also, um, on Twitter and Facebook, whenever we get the podcast aired, we're going to have Davis's information, but we'll give Davis an, an, op- an opportunity right now to share 
uh, ways to get in contact with Hydrolief? So uh, the the main way is to you can go online, go to especially if it's during the weekends, you can go online and book uh, an infusion through our website. Uh, you can go through Facebook, Google, Twitter, any of those uh, social media or web pages. You can find us. You can find us at hydrolief.com. Uh, and then if there's something that's just not fit in your schedule or something, you know, maybe there's not an appointment availability that you're looking for, give us a call. And, uh, one of us, somebody will answer the phone. Uh, and if we don't, we'll certainly get back to you as quick as possible and we'll work on finding you somebody that'll get out there. Whether there's an appointment available or not, we'll do our best to find somebody to come out to you. And more often than not, we're usually able to cover most appointments. So if all else fails, give us a call. All right. Well, that's, that kind of basically wraps it up. Um, and Davis, I just wanted to say we appreciate you, and I know our listeners appreciate you for coming on the podcast um, and sh- talking about Hydrolief. So I just wanted to give you that opportunity um, to have any last words before you come in or before we shut it down um, to say whatever you had on mind <laughs> about coming on the show or doing more business with Hydrolief or whatever. Just kind of give you the opportunity. Thank you for for giving us the opportunity to to come onto this. And I think it's Mm -hmm. great, certainly, to get our message out there and our word out there. Uh, It's a great uh, facet to do that. And uh, really, we really appreciate it as a company. Uh, So thank you. And uh, make a difference. That's I think that's the key thing to take away from any of this is as long as you're making a difference, you're successful. There it is. This is the Central Texas Business Podcast with Davis Winget and Hydrolief. We came at you, had some conversations about education. We had some conversations about infusion and everything in between. Um, Davis, again, thank you for coming on. And we hope to see you guys grow. And here in a couple months or years, we might have you back on <laughs> to see where you guys are at. Hopefully, this podcast was worth your guys listening time i know it was worth my conversation time with davis and we'll see you guys down the road thanks again my brother thank you